Welcome to the Doll Podcast. I'm your host, Louisa Maxwell. Today we have a special episode dedicated to Barbie. Barbie seems to be the girl that has it all. A hit movie, a dream house, and then there's that dreamy accessory, Ken. In over 60 years, she's been immortalized by artist Andy Warhol and dressed by a rota of top fashion designers, including Oscar de la Renta, Bob Mackie, Yves Saint Laurent, Escada, Ralph Lauren, Vera Wang, Vivian Westwood, Givenchy, and too many more to mention in just one podcast. Now that she's made box office history with her hit movie, what next for Barbie Doll? An Oscar? But where did the story start, and how did a simple doll for children to dress and undress become a pop culture icon? Barbie was launched in 1959, but her story starts much earlier than that. Barbie was the brainchild of Ruth Handler, who owned Mattel Toys with her husband, Elliot. Barbie fans will be very familiar with the tale of Ruth who saw her daughter Barbara and her friends playing paper dolls, changing their clothes and acting out different scenarios. Ruth was inspired and thought, what if there was a doll small enough that you could hold it in your hand and yet she'd have a grown-up face and figure and a huge wardrobe and maybe even an exciting lifestyle too? It was on a trip to Europe in 1956 that Ruth finally found her muse, a doll called Built Lily. Lily was modelled on a character in a comic strip. She was a rather cheeky young woman who used her feminine wiles to get her way. She lived the rock and roll 50s lifestyle, was independent and had her own job and money. She was young and precocious and her wardrobe was right on trend. She styled her hair in a high ponytail, just like Brigitte Bardot, the young French film star who had become a sensation. Like Bardot, this was a new kind of beauty with more freedom and different from the staid world of the 1950s housewife stereotype. When Ruth returned to the USA, she enthusiastically introduced Lily to her male colleagues, but they were not convinced. The popular fashion dolls of the time, like Miss Revlon or Madame Alexandre Cizette, all had beautiful 50s fashions, but their faces were quite childlike and they had the figures of a young teenager. Lily was all woman. Could they really see American mothers and children with this kind of doll? But Ruth pursued her dream and working with sculptors and makeup artists, transformed the sexy Lily with her sultry pout into the all-American teen fashion model, Barbie. Barbie debuted at Toy Fair in 1959. The doll sold for $3, and separately you could buy a fabulous wardrobe of Paris couture-inspired costumes designed by Charlotte Johnson. Toy buyers were nervous about Barbie's adult shape and style, but a revolutionary TV ad campaign on the popular children's TV program, The Mickey Mouse Club, brought Barbie right into children's living rooms. 
children loved her, and thus a fashion doll star was born. But what about Ken? Ken Carson was introduced in 1961. He was named after Ruth Handler's son, Kenneth. Ken fulfilled an important function for Barbie and the little girls who played with her. Ken was her dream date. He would squire Barbie doll to her prom in a tux, escort her to the home game in a varsity sweater, or play leading man in the school play in Barbie's little theatre set. Ken might even visit Barbie's cool mid-century dream house to listen to records. One of Barbie doll's wardrobe essentials was the wedding dress, and Barbie needed Ken to complete the picture of perfection. But although they dressed up for the wedding, they never sealed the deal. Instead, they stayed single, pursuing careers in medicine, sports, and even outer space. The small size of Barbie and Ken made them easy to play with, and soon they even had their own wardrobe case or trunk, so a child could pack up their dolls and costumes and have play dates with other children. So Barbie needed more friends too. And in 1963, they gave her Midge Hadley. Red-haired and freckled faced, Midge also came in blonde and brunette too. She preferred a minimal makeup style, but enjoyed a 60s trendy flip hairdo. The same size as Barbie, she could share fashions, and so the girls could raid each other's closets. Barbie's little sister, Skipper, was also introduced in 1963. So now Barbie had all the joys of a little sister, you know, babysitting, someone who crashes your movie dates and steals your clothes and makeup. We all know what little sisters are like, but Skipper added to the fun. Soon in 1964, Alan came along, a friend for Ken and a boyfriend for Midge, so they could double date. Also, it opened up some play value of love triangles and drama, just like in real life. The 60s was a time of change, and Barbie transformed with us. She started the decade wearing couture-inspired chic suits and dresses, channeling style icon Jackie Kennedy. Later, she got bentable legs, so she could now gracefully take a seat at last in the dream house and elegantly cross her legs. It must have been a relief, and it must have made driving much easier, too. By the end of the 1960s, the British invasion of the Beatles and mod fashion changed everything for Barbie, and she had to update her look. The hard-edged, arched eyebrow and red pout was out, and her new makeup was more natural. She also got a new face sculpt by Mattel's top plastic surgeons, and grew out her hair and went for long, liberating tresses. Her fashions came straight from the boutiques of Carnaby Street, with colourful mod minis and go-go boots to dance the night away. In 1967, 
Midge mysteriously disappeared. Not to appear back until the 1980s. Barbie got a new hipper friend in 1968 when Christy, the first black friend for Barbie, was introduced. The 1970s saw Barbie get a fashionable tan and head to the beach as Malibu Barbie. Malibu Barbie had a special place for me as she was my first Barbie doll. As a little girl, I played with Cindy as my mother thought Barbie was a bit too grown up and mature. But I had other ideas. Malibu Barbie was my first doll. Malibu Barbie was only a few dollars, so I could save up my allowance and have my own Barbie. I loved her, and she played out all sorts of dramas with my sister's dolls, and Cindy too. I have to say Cindy usually played second fiddle to tan sophisticated Barbie. I don't really remember any of us identifying with Barbie. To us, she was remote, like the star of your favorite TV show, like Farrah Fawcett on Charlie's Angels, or... Jamie Summers on The Bionic Woman. But she was definitely a lot of fun. The 1980s rolled in and it was the decade of excess. Dallas, Dynasty, Glitz and Glamour ruled. And day to night Barbie ruled the boardroom. By day she power dressed in a pink suit. And then quick change and she danced the night away in pink sequins. It was her style choice. Something new happened to Barbie doll in the 1980s. At only 24 years old, she became a collectible. Conventions and celebrations of Barbie doll were held all over the world as adults discovered the chic vintage dolls and their fabulous fashions. And baby boobers rediscovered their childhood love for Barbie. Over the decades, Barbie doll collecting has grown in popularity, with Mattel creating dolls just for the collector market. The holy grail for doll collectors is the number one Barbie. A new world record has just been achieved in July 2023 by Therios Auction House in the United States for an original Barbie doll who achieved the price of $48,000, setting a new high for number one Barbie. But while Barbie has entertained and delighted, she has long courted controversy, as some feminists and mothers groups think Barbie teaches girls that being pretty and perfect is the key to success. Meanwhile, Barbie doll bravely faced down her critics, trying to prove her worth by running for president, joining the military, becoming a doctor, vet, and even a paleontologist too. But some of the critics have a point. Barbie Doll did achieve many of those careers with a quick costume change and without a hair out of place. But Barbie Doll has never been daunted by challenges. It was time for her to embrace change and a new image of beauty, one that was more realistic and in tune with the times. In 2016, Barbie Doll made news around the world and the cover of Time magazine as she rolled out her new look. Barbie doll would now embrace three new body types, petite, tall, and curvy. 
She'd also have different skin tones and hair textures. The hope was that now every child could see a bit of Barbie in themselves. Barbie toned down the makeup for a more natural, healthy look, abandoned the stiletto heels for flats, and had fashions that flattered the more natural figure of the dolls. As a girl, I was bullied for being tall, for being different. I never thought Barbie was the cause of the playground taunts. But dolls that represent diversity might help spread the word that being different is actually the norm. Indeed, browsing the toy aisle recently with some young Barbie lovers, they loved the curvy Barbie with the blue hair the best. In recent years, Barbie doll has grown her social conscience and recognized that she needs to do more to stay relevant. She has embraced diversity in partnership with the National Down Syndrome Society, Barbie doll, so all children can see themselves as Barbie. This Barbie is blonde and has a beautiful warm smile and opens up conversations between children about diversity in our society and that dolls should reflect all children. Barbie changes and evolves, reflecting us and our culture. She'll always change with us, but it's up to us to lead the way. The dolls may look alike, but each has their own story created by the person who plays with it. Perhaps Barbie the movie will change the way we describe blonde Barbie. Now she's called stereotypical Barbie. And perhaps behind the dream houses, cars and wardrobes lies a doll who, with a little help from the person playing with her, is waiting to transform into something more. Thanks for joining me on the Doll Podcast. To find out more about Barbie, we have a special dedicated page at www.dollpodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. We're going to have links to other podcasts about Barbie with our wonderful Barbie expert, Bradley Justice Yarborough. And we'll have lots of links to films and videos too. Thank you for joining us on the Doll Podcast. We look forward to welcoming you next time. We're launching a new season with more great guests and fantastic programs delving into the world of dolls. We're going to be exploring vintage dolls, collectible dolls, and antiques. Fashion dolls have been a big news story this year, as Barbie proved that she was not just the queen of the fashion doll aisle, but a movie star too. So we're going to be discussing fashion dolls and their contribution over the next few episodes of The Doll Podcast. This year, Madame Alexandra celebrates 100 years of wonderful dolls, and we'll be discussing her life and contribution to doll making with my guest, author and designer Bruce de Ormond. The Barry Art Museum in Norfolk, Virginia, is hosting an exhibition celebrating Madame Alexandra, and I'll be joined by curator Sarah Woodbury to discuss Madame's debutant fashion doll, Sissy, and debating the effect she had on Barbie doll. 
British fashion doll Cindy celebrates 60 years and toy designer Rachel Godfroy will be sharing her love of Cindy and talk about her work designing for Cindy. We're also looking forward to chatting to Barbie expert and author Bradley Justice Yarbrough. As we look back on an epic year for fashion dolls and for Barbie, and how it has affected the doll collecting world. So please subscribe to the Doll Podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as The Doll Podcast or go to our website www.dollpodcast.com So join us on The Doll Podcast for our new season starting in November 2023.